0: welcome to the Noe Group's Conversations With. Over the coming months we're going to be speaking to the people that make our businesses tick, understanding their perspectives and their insights into what makes a great investment. So looking forward to going on this journey with you and uh, looking forward to getting your feedback in the comments box below. My name is David Bloom, I'm a partner here at the Noe Group, founder of Goldacre, board member of KO, Husband and father and lover of great conversation. On this episode of Conversations With, I am welcoming Daniel Efrati, the CEO of NED Data Centres. NED is a Middle East data centre platform, but um, Daniel will tell you more about that in a moment. Um, So thank you for listening, and I hope you find some of this both entertaining and informative. As you know, Goldacre has been an investor in data centres now for over a decade, Um, And we're entering an exciting new market, the the Israeli market, uh, in partnership with Daniel and his team. And so it's a real pleasure to have him here today to talk to us a little bit about his journey, how he came here, um, his passion for the, the sector, and really how the Israeli market is constantly reinventing itself in what is definitely becoming the digital spice route. So welcome, Daniel. How are you? I'm great. Uh, thank you for having me, David. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I'm glad that you managed to uh, make it over in person. But so, Daniel, just for the sake of the audience, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself a bit? Tell us a little bit about your background and some of the the passions that kind of brought you to
1: the realization that uh, data centers was the market for you. So, as a as a chartered accountant, and later on. Uh, an investment banker in the telecom, media, and technology space back in the U.S., I found data centers just fascinating. And in 2020, I have decided that after a, a career in the States, I wanted to go back uh, to the Middle East and um, and do something meaningful in uh, my home country, Israel. After uh, sitting around for uh, for a few months, uh, I've met uh, my co-founder, Shari Lantzman, Used to be a CEO of Microsoft Israel. And uh, shortly afterwards, we had met Tzvika uh, Friedman, uh, known as the Oracle of Data Centers uh, in Israel, who used to work uh, for many years for EYP and later on HP Critical. And we had founded NED uh, with the help of uh, David uh, Goldacre and the Noi Group. And uh, today, we are actually building our first site uh, with the Levinstein Group in the city of Netanya, just uh, 15 kilometers uh, north to Tel Aviv. It's going to be one of the most exciting sites in Israel, uh, far and foremost because it's located in the most interconnected area in central Israel and uh, in a, a very exciting environment. So why Israel? Israel is becoming a gateway to the entire Middle East, uh, with standardization of relationship between Israel, the UAE, and Bahrain, uh, and the Saudi, we see that now subsea cables can go from Europe through Israel and to Asia. Thank you,
0: Daniel. I mean, I, I can see you've obviously uh, got the same passion as I do for the for the industry. I mean, it's one of those sectors which um, is climbing up the... Uh, interest curve for even the man on the street. I mean, we we, we saw just the other week that uh, Panorama graced us with uh, half an hour in the UK of prime time, prime time television. Um, and in general, uh, you know, I've seen since the early uh, since the early 2010s this sector really just grow and grow and grow. You specifically mentioned you wanted to go home and do something in your home country, uh, which, you know, is something I also relate to in the sense of that sense of building kind of achievement. Um, Israel is a, sec- a place that, you know, myself feel an affinity to uh, for a variety of different reasons, uh, but I've also watched it over decades uh, continuously reinvent itself in terms of you know, what was the, the largest exporter of, uh, of oranges yeah um in in the world has turned into the largest exporter of technology um which is quite a you know quite a big jump um you know the place in tel aviv but i think your your family had a, had their first office was the orange juice
1: public Co- corporation is that is that correct yeah it was the the or the corporation of the orchards yeah yeah so so you know funny enough um Israel is a young country, right? And yeah. we we are the basically the startup nation, but we lack basic uh, infrastructure in the technology space. So we are really leading uh, the digital transformation in Israel by by basically building critical infrastructure that will basically take uh, the local economy to the next level. So like we like our. Uh, forefathers forefathers we're gonna go with that yeah so yeah like our forefathers did uh, in in the orchard business now we're doing with digital transformation really becoming a, a regional hub you know and bringing in open arms all clientele from the area and from around the globe yes because it will obviously it's obviously obvious that,
0: that the thing that attracted me to the sector was my history degree um which is uh done me a great service in entering the digital infrastructure market. But I I, I joke a little bit, but in some ways it is absolutely true. I mean, Israel and the whole Middle East region and the way that trade and commerce has always worked has been about those trade routes. And as we've seen with the proliferation of fibre connectivity, deep-sea cabling around the world, the Middle East becomes again that pinch point where everything really meets you know the Suez Canal has always been a great example of uh, trading goods there's pretty much if you want to come from uh, Asia or the Middle East or any of that those to Europe and on to America that's the route through and I think that in the digital world we're now seeing that same thing happen um, and that's what, what what excites us here at the Murray group about that opportunity and why Goldacre decided to launch a, a Middle East platform because I think that not everybody is ready to come to that region and ready to make that investment, but we try to be long-term investors in growing regions. And Israel, to me, and that whole part of the world, is the definition of a growth region. You know, They really, really know how to... Establish new businesses, establish new routes to market, establish new technologies and and really go out and make something of them. So it's been really so far anyway, a delight working with Daniel. So another question more generally of where you see the data center market going. So how do you feel that there's been an impact potentially of of North American companies coming to Israel um, and what their requirements are going to be? Do you think it's going to be different to what's locally available today?
1: So, so we are we are building now uh, at Ned uh, what is the new age of data centers in Israel? So, the digital transformation that had been uh, occurring in the U.S. fifteen years ago, the U.K. a decade ago, is just now happening in Israel. Data centers historically in Israel were underground basement, what uh, I can call a server farm, not a real data center with real with really big clients, etc. And it really serviced the the defense industries, the army, and some small uh, players in the financial sector. What we are building now in Israel, because the fact that uh, the North American uh, cloud providers had came into the market, we're building larger data centers, stand-alone facilities, uh, which can provide flexibility and scalability options, which uh, weren't around two, three, or four years ago so there is really a the new age of data centers in israel is starting now Uh, it's a very exciting place to be and uh, i think that the beauty that uh, that ned really brings into the market is that we've seen a lot of uh, MA that local small operators were acquired by by global players and ned because it's unique collaboration between goldacre with its global reputation and global experience uh, in EMEA uh, with a local team that knows the landscape of Israel knows you know real estate laws the technology players etc engineering we can really create something great here that will come from Israel start establish itself and be a real power in the Middle East and can really help clients Go and um, and have their critical infrastructure spread in the area in the best and efficient uh, way. So tell me a bit what was what so far.
0: I mean, I, I know Med is a young business, but what's been the the most exciting things that have happened to Med since you founded it?
1: So I mean, you know, maybe my, maybe I'm a romantic, but uh, well, <laughs> that's why we're here because you and I, me I, I, I candlelight. <laughs> I feel the data center is such an exciting and exciting environment, you know, David. And mm. and we've been through uh, quite a lot in, in this past uh, exciting uh, 18 months. I, I feel it, it started, you know, from from its inception and, and seeing our, our vision become a reality and now really planning our first uh, DC facility and, and looking at, at the site, which was, you know, an area which you wouldn't believe that can grow and now sitting with the mayor of Netanya showing her our plans to really change the landscape of the city with building such a unique data center in in its industrial area and, and to see the impact that we can really bring uh, to the city of Netanya in innovation hmm. and for us attracting all of those uh, tech companies to the area that would be a real impact and change for for the city of Natania and for the whole area.
0: And that, and that to me, is, is one of the lost messages of the digital transformation that companies like NED, uh, like Ko, really bring. Um, now, Harlow was in a similar position in some ways, in need of that next stage of regeneration. The site we originally started with, Nortel Networks, had gone into administration, Chapter 11 in, in the States. Um, and that really affected the, com- the local community. Uh, when that type of investment comes to a place, it really starts to have that knock-on effect. You know, I've been and stood with you uh, it, on, on, our, on our site, and you can see how, uh, if you look down the road one way, um, the, the, the regeneration is kind of coming up, coming up from, from other parts of the Tanya, and, and, and the north section doesn't want to get left behind. And actually, if that investment doesn't come in and those opportunities don't come in, that's what, what these areas risk. They just risk falling behind the the, the other parts of the city or the country. Um, and so, you know, digital infrastructure, people view it as almost like a utility. But my view is it, it also has a quite a wide ranging social impact in terms of allowing people to access um, work, to access... Uh, opportunity. Um, and so though, you know, Ned might not be providing that directly, I think it's part of that story, which is no, so no wonder. I mean, the the mayor is, is supportive. But uh, do you what do you think the challenges? Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm happy to chime in as well. But what do you think the challenges are for this sector? What what do you
1: see coming down the line? I, I haven't seen uh, green data centers in Israel yet. Mm. And therefore, uh, Ned's mission is to build uh, the greenest data center in Israel at the moment, and one of the greenier data centers in the Middle East. So, so that's, that's a big big mission of ours. And another one is uh, scalability. We, we don't see that data centers currently in Israel are scalable and has an option to scale up in the future. We are building towards the future. We think what's going to happen in the next five and 10 years so when we build our data centers, we want to allow our clients to grow with us into the future of increasing their capacity because that's where the world is going to. And we have to empower that by you know, prov- as, as critical infrastructure providers, right? Um, so I, I feel that, the, that in Israel, for instance, we have a lot of restrictions on land. We have a lot of restrictions on zoning. We have a lot of restrictions on power. And we have to think in advance how will we grow in the future? So
0: I, I, I have a particular angle on this as well, which is we're here in the UK we're, we're coming under a level of criticism um, about sort of power usage, and, and as you point out, that 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 striving for green energy, looking at the building materials that we're using, and all the things that I know you've got planned for NED's expansion um, in the region, uh, are equally as relevant here. What I feel is not often taken into consideration and perhaps the industry needs to do better. And, you know, you and I being, uh, being part and parcel of that, will have a, have a small level of responsibility, is really looking at the, the wider picture in the sense of what is being saved by, by deploying digital infrastructure. And what I mean by that is a lot of the meetings, I mean, we're, we're working internationally. And what's great is, I mean, you're here in person now, which is, which is fantastic. Lovely to see you, Daniel. Thank you. Yeah, but I think it's fair for the audience to know that, you know, the vast majority of our interaction now happens online, on Teams, on Zoom. You know, we we can, uh, it doesn't replace, as we've kind of learned over the past couple of days in terms of getting our professional teams together. It doesn't replace necessarily that, that personal interaction. And maybe we'll move on to talking about that a little bit more. You know where the digital and physical worlds uh, should be balanced, but there's no doubt that that we wouldn't be able to develop the business in the way that we have um, without a tremendous amount more travel, more carbon footprint. Yeah, um, that we would have done perhaps even 10 years ago, uh, where there was still a growing sector, but we didn't necessarily embrace as many of the opportunities that digital infrastructure brings. I suppose very much like a lot of other sectors originated more around sort of banking and finance right so the first thing that we all remember being digitized was the idea of 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 our our day-to-day sort of banking because people uh, not forget but don't necessarily appreciate that the plastic credit cards that we still carry around and some people have moved on to to watches or phones or whatever it is but that was all really part of a digital infrastructure change you were changing Cash economy into um, a digital uh, economy in terms of in terms of transactions, Um, but that's not really where it where it ends, because the life sciences piece, as you've mentioned, Daniel, is is one with infinite possibilities, um, way beyond just the transaction of sort of I buy my bread and milk and that happens. You know, by by a tap now, and the money gets transferred, and we don't even see it, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas, some of the work being done by uh, by the biopharma industry, uh, looking at genomics, um, looking at how we develop medicines, looking at and all of you know, people don't realise how significant, for example, during the pandemic, um, the processing of data helped us create um, vaccines in a time frame that had never
1: been achieved before. So so Israel was in the forefront of, of the struggle uh, during the pandemic. And yeah, so it, it gave all the data of, of, of its uh, citizens and actually was one of the first countries to, to vaccinate. People were saying that the citizens of Israel were the guinea pigs of the world, etc. But uh, the way that I've seen it, I've seen it as a, as honestly as a, as a miracle for for older people who couldn't go out of the house and now felt safer. And uh, data, data empowered that. So if we wouldn't have data, it would have been like in the black plague in Europe and having a pandemic for 30 years. So data really empowers the, the future of, of mankind and data centers. They have to be there in order for the digital revolution. To, to be created, and, you know, and people who are not in the sector, you know, they, they are feeling it, but we are seeing it. And with IoT, with smart cities coming, and I, I just came, I, I was in Barcelona uh, last week, and um, Mobile World Congress, I've seen the innovation in, in the telco and, and technology industries, it's just tremendous. And all those innovations, they'll have to be empowered by data.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it's almost like nowadays you can't have a conversation about sort of data without ma- mentioning uh, AI, um, Chat GTP. That's the that's the current hot hot trend. Um, but but again, I think probably behind the scenes, people don't realize that the size and scale of the compute required in order to power and achieve these things. Um, and so. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you that, that there isn't a, uh, I think there's probably not a deep enough understanding yet. I mean, you mentioned earlier in our conversation about the debt markets and the misalignment between uh, some of the ways of funding these, uh, these developments and these facilities and their sort of end value and their end use. Uh, and, 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 I, and I think that that is it only more emphasised by how much growth there still is to come yeah, in the space, and whether it's really truly understood by finance, by the end user, by any of the people, and maybe that's an education piece that we need to do a little bit more work on. To maybe this podcast can be the beginning, <laughs> beginning of that education, um, because I, I can see there there's definitely that gap.
1: Yeah, b- big misalignment, and you know, coming coming back to Israel. Um, we we have seen a huge a huge gap in understanding in understanding the value of data centers and understanding the demand. And we we see you know after speaking to to companies that they didn't understand how much data they are using. They don't even know what what they need in order to scale up in the future. They they don't even know. So uh, digital digital transformation education is is super important and. You know, I, I feel that post the pandemic, people understand more the value of data centers because it, w- it was one of the only resilient uh, sectors which didn't get affected. But during the pandemic, it was an overall global growth of 30% annually, which is which is tremendous. So people now want to be in this space. They understand that there is an opportunity there and they understand that something great is happening. And... Truly, uh, I, I do believe that more people need to, to understand what we're doing and the greatness that it provides to the world. And, you know, now uh, at NED we are educating uh, professionals that are coming from the infrastructure sector about data centers. And this transformation really, really signifies how much people don't know about the sector. And... I can tell you that all our team members at NED are fascinated with the industry and love what they do, truly love what they do, because they understand the impact that it has on the world, and it impacts that it has on Israel, and our plans at NED for, for the next couple of years, so besides uh, Netanya, which was our first site, we're going to build two more sites in Israel in the next five years, And because we, we see the, the revolution, and we see that so many Clients are looking for solutions which are which are just not in the market. So I I'm a true believer of the Israeli market and its strength in the in the region. And because our uh, data privacy laws, uh, I feel that it's a great opportunity. You know, for even for a DR purposes for other uh, countries in the region. And. And that is looking to be a power in the Middle East. So besides Israel, we are looking at other geographies in the area because we, we need to grow in order to provide our clients with the best solutions uh, across the globe and the region. So
0: if I'm, a, if I'm a real estate owner sitting at home now, poured myself a drink listening to this, this, this podcast, um, what's like the message you'd, you'd give them? I mean, obviously, I think the, you know, real estate has been a bit of a rough ride. Um, in recent years in terms of not just cyclical changes, but, but structural, you know, in retail, in offices, uh, back of the pandemic. So is this a sector I should be putting my money into? Should I be getting involved in it? Is it? Are there assets maybe that I have in my portfolio I should be thinking about differently?
1: I think you should definitely be thinking about it. But, you know, data center is a profession. Data center is a craft And in order to be a data center developer, not every real estate developer can be a data center developer. We are developing here a critical infrastructure which has so many moving parts into it. So if I would have been a real estate owner, having my whiskey at home and thinking about my assets, I would say to myself, okay, I would want to diversify to this industry, but I should invest with people who know what they are doing, who can operate the data center post Uh, completion and who can really deliver what the client wants for us uh, the the way that we saw it uh, we and we had partnered with one of the largest uh, real estate companies in israel they understand the value of ned ned we are a digital infrastructure company which combines technology real estate together and and building something unique
0: so to finish off we 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 don't want to just talk all business because uh um, there were there were people behind businesses as well. So, if you if you could maybe share with us the best piece of advice you ever got from you know could be could be a could be a boss, could be a, a relative, could be you know what would you tell the the kids listening at home who are looking you know forward into their future? What's the best piece of advice you've you could give them?
1: So one of one of my uh, mentors. Told me when when I got into the business, and I and I told him, wow, there are so many difficulties. When I was a banker, everything was way easier. And he told me a, a phrase by Da Vinci, which I'm um, really really relates to me, which is um, wisdom is the daughter of experience. So as as much as we go forward uh, in the process of you know building our platform, such an exciting process, we learn throughout it and. You know, as, as much as we have more experience, we know more. And, but we need to understand that we don't know everything in day one. And, you know, we will figure out uh, along the way. And for me, this is the biggest message, you know. I know what I don't know. Uh, but I know that with time, with experience, with determination, uh, you can get to any place you want. Good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: I think we've uh, covered a whole range of subjects um, and uh, look forward to having you back on in a, in a year or so, but maybe at the grand opening we'll come live, live from uh, from Israel. Um, but uh, until then, um, thank you very much for listening and goodbye.